0: This week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. I think I might throw everything I had planned out the window. I put together a message Related on Palm Sunday, Trusting Beyond Knowing. Did <sighs> you believe it? I don't think I'm going to preach it. Ah, don't you just love it? I just love it when God comes in and changes all my plans. Hallelujah. We'll see what He wants to do today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Lord. Now, I I put together this message. And then, I guess this morning, I started feeling a little uneasy about it. Just like, mm, Almost like the heart of God was somewhere else. And I didn't really know what that meant. And then... When everything kind of... So we had started having some other issues. And it was almost as if it's confirmation that that might be held till next year. Next Palm Sunday. Wow, I'm just seeking the Lord, let's... Uh, I, I just want to thank God for all the ways in which he's been moving and blessing and helping. And, uh, you know, when things start breaking... you can start getting a little worried uh, because it it just seems like every time our church gets to a place, mom and I said it just before we opened services today, every time our church gets to a place where, you know, something big goes. Uh, What was it, a week ago, Uh, just a little over a week ago, we were Well, we had come into the church a couple Sundays ago, and we noticed it wasn't as warm as it had been. Parts of the church didn't have heat. We realized we didn't have hot water, and then come to find out the hot water tank went, and because it's connected to our boiler, that's sort of a big deal. And with the price of things, do you know what it costs our church for a new hot water tank? $1,700 for a hot water tank and all of its plumbing, and all those fun things. And then we have computers that go down, and we have things that break all the time. Now some of you said, that's a ridiculous amount of money. Have you priced them? Because I checked up on that guy, I thought, hey now. And for the size we needed, and, uh, and then a computer today. It's easy to get discouraged. God tends to keep us in a place, at least me, And it seems like our church in a place, trust me, and every time we have been in a place, those could tell you how many times God has brought us through. There have been times, Lord, uh, let me just put it to you this way. There have been times that our church budget took a 50% hit from one week to the next. Meaning when you you have church people be church people and they just up and leave times where you know it takes almost $7,000 a month to carry this ministry. And that ain't coming to me, y'all. That's not salary. That's nothing like that. That's just paying bills between here, the offices, uh, the Dream Center, insurance. I don't think our insurance is the biggest bill we've got for all the things that we have and own. And think about that. It's almost $7,000 a month. Now, would you take another moment and look around? Just look. Where does that come from? Hmm? Right? People are shocked. I have pastor friends that are shocked. I'm telling you all this to let you know that God is faithful and to testify of his goodness and how awesome that he is and that he always seems to show up in small ways, see, to some people, a uh, uh, new computer, whatever, that's no big deal. We are, when we say we are faith-based, that is all there is to it. We are entirely a faith-based ministry. When we bought those buildings behind us, the new office building, the houses, the empty lots, the, the, the church van back there, that was all on faith. All of it. Yeah, we asked, we said 100 people give a $1,000, we can pay this thing off, boom, be done. Yeah, that was entirely faith-based. We went on, we kept believing, we, we went to the closing. I'll tell you, three days before the closing, I was still saying, okay, God, I need some money. You know, come on, God. We've got to sit down and be able to provide a check to these people. And then we get ready for the closing. The day before, we were ready to close, I think, on the 12th. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary of buying that. We were ready to sit down and all of a sudden I got an email that said that instead of how much money I needed, I needed like $6,000 more because they neglected to tell me all of the fees. You know, anybody ever bought a house? All of a sudden, all this stuff gets added in, these fees and these other appraisal fees and all this. And I thought, been nice to tell me. So panic erupted in the office for a bit so what are we gonna do i need like six thousand dollars more so we started texting and i sent out a text pray pray and you know it showed up six thousand dollars showed up and so when we sat across the table right here we set up a table here in the sanctuary this is where we did the closing and they said do you have your, your 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 check or whatever actually we signed the papers and then she's like oh by the way do you have the check I thought, man, I thought we was going to get away with not paying. And then we handed the check over, and it was all good. 24 hours out from buying property, and we still weren't short. Sure. And then we ended up short, and it all turned out okay. My point is that God is faithful. And so when a computer goes down, I'm not going to sweat it. When the hot water tank goes down, and then Friday night mine went down, and I had to call again. But Listen, you don't, you just don't sweat it. You just say, well, God... That's what today is. Today is Palm Sunday, Hosanna, right? Uh, you heard me say a few moments ago, Hosanna is a praise. It's a prophetic praise. It's not praising him for what he has done. What you and I just did in worship is us praising him for what he's done. But Hosanna had never been recorded before in scripture, was a praise for what was about to happen, to indicate victory and success. And, and, and so we sometimes have to just give God praise in advance for what he's going to do. Don't worry don't fear, don't fret, just give him praise for what he will do, what, how you know he will show up. That's what we do, that's what we'll continue to do, that's what I often do daily in my life is I have to give God praise, in other words, on credit. God, I'm gonna praise you even though I don't see it now, I don't know how it's gonna work out. So we, we've, we've got to understand that he is always faithful and he always comes through and we've seen him do that. We're coming up on what, 12 uh, year anniversary of this church and in twelve years, uh, I, I just thought the other day, God, all of the things that you have done, and how you've broadened our territory, God, how you've given us influence into so many areas and places that God, I, I never would have dreamed we would have. When when we launched in July of twenty eleven, and then we eventually moved into a building, and the Lord said, "Start streaming." What's that? And we had a borrowed camcorder from Brandon and Cindy. That's what we went live with. And it worked and then God started opening doors into where we are able to be today uh, and to minister to people all over, not just our area, but the nation and the world and people listen to our podcasts. And it's absolutely unbelievable. But beyond that, just to watch the faithfulness of God. It's been extraordinary, and so we're just grateful and thankful that we're able to be a part of it. So I say all that just to give God praise for what he has done, but to give him praise for what he's about to do. Hallelujah. For all the things he's about to do. In just a short period of time, we'll be launching the Dream Center behind us and the office building and all of that and uh, all the computers for the computer lab and uh, all of that. A lot's going to happen in the next couple of weeks and so I just want to continue to tell you how good and faithful God is. I had a meeting this week, a couple of meetings, and one in particular, it just it was just absolutely amazing. In an effort to save us so much money, we are able to partner with another organization that shares our vision, does a lot of what we're going to be doing, and so we're going to be able to refer a lot of people there without having to Fork the bill for it. And so God's just been so faithful in so many ways and connected us with other organizations who are now partnering with us to make all this happen, to help others' dreams come true, right? That's that's what our mission is for the Dream Center. Our dream is to help you reach yours. And so uh, I'm grateful and thankful. So we're partnering with Drug and Alcohol and uh, the Career Link, And, of course, Head Start's already sort of been. And uh, I can't even begin to tell you all of the other organizations. I've got a list of them in my office on my chalkboard. I started a list so I can keep track of everybody because they're starting to add up and mount up. And so I'm just telling you all that to let you know that that when God calls us to be and do his kingdom business, sometimes doing the kingdom business requires us to partner with people who are not in the kingdom. And that's what he's done is he set us up with a network of people that isn't churches, isn't necessarily church people. It's people who have access to the money, access to resources that we need. Come on, somebody. And so God's made those connections. And so I'm grateful and I'm thankful for all of that. So uh, if you're wondering all the things that are going on and you heard the announcements and Cynthia said it's busy and we brought back prayer meeting on Wednesday mornings, it's because it is so needed. Uh, It is so needed because there have been days I have thought, oh, God, am I going to be able to even go on? And so uh, it's because there's so much going on. We want to make sure that we hear him above everything else and that we don't make any decisions without him. As we move forward, amen. But God's been doing a lot of things. Some of you got ministered to last week in the message uprooted. I didn't really know it until the week going on. Then people kept saying more and more and more. And I thought, Lord, you know, that was must have been a good one, I guess. Hallelujah. Yeah. Mom got ministered to, she said. Hallelujah. Others, but uh, I, I'm going to share with you a little bit of what I, I just hear the Lord speaking this morning. And I am, I'm going to hold Trusting Beyond Knowing till probably next Palm Sunday because I already have the message planned for next week. Actually, we I should say we have the message planned for next week. Uh, somebody else is going to join me in preaching. Oh. It'll be a tag team effort next Sunday. I won't spoil the surprise. I'll make you wait. Uh, but it's, I'll just say it's someone you haven't heard from yet. Hmm. Look at y'all looking around. Who is it? it? So it's none of the usuals. And so uh, next week we have the message ready to go. And so we'll be tag teaming, uh, preaching the message for Resurrection Sunday. So it's one you don't want to miss. You want to be a part of it. You want to be here and bring somebody with you. If you have family, friends or whatever, uh, tell them to come join you. Invite somebody to church. Uh, It'll be a, a day to not miss. All right. So that's next Sunday as we celebrate Easter, and then we'll get you out and home, and you can have dinner with your family and whatever your plans are for the day, but it will be a a good day nonetheless. So come expecting as we uh, just expect God to do something great next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Any other word of testimony before we go into what I believe I'm just going to share with you today? I just want to be obedient to Him. Come on, anybody want to thank God for something He's done recently, lately, anything? We don't often do that very often, you know, yell out testimonies. Hallelujah. Brandon, you had something?
1: So, yeah, I just want to give God uh, praise and and thank Him for, uh, you know, always being faithful and just being there. Back in November, I was at my regular doctor, and I kept having this real bad pain in my stomach, and I said can you just check me for a hernia real quick? He was like, we can do a x-ray. So he did. And he's like, you don't have a hernia. He says, but you got a big kidney stone in your left kidney. I'm like, I didn't even know it was even in there. You know, thank God that I found it now before it started to cause problems. So anyway, I just went to the um, to the urologist and set up the shockwave therapy. I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, this is going to get it, you know. It, it, we'll bust it up, you know, no problems. It didn't, didn't do anything to it. So I was like, oh, man. So then... He was like, we got to do what's called laser lithotripsies, where we got to go up in you with a laser and bust it up that way and get it all out. So I did that. Well, I come out of the anesthesia just screaming my head off in pain. And the doctor told me I wasn't able to get into your kidney because your ureters are so tight. There's not enough space in there. So I had to put a stent in. So I literally wore that stent for a month. And it was the most excruciating pain. Um, not going to go into all the details, but it was just very, very, very uncomfortable. Um, Last Thursday, though, he went back up in again. He was like, let's try it one more time before we go to the final result, which would be cutting me open. And thank God he was able to get all the stone out, every every bit of it. Um, Actually, it took him a little bit longer. He said that it was a lot bigger. It ended up being a 27-millimeter stone, which is, I mean, I never knew, but I guess that's, like, absolutely huge. He said your ureters are only 4 millimeters. So I just thank God that, um, you know, he's always faithful, and no matter (laughs) – no matter how far like we go and no matter whenever we give up and we're right on that edge saying, hey, you know, no matter when it is, he always shows up at the last minute and it's always faithful. So um, I got another stint in right now. i got to keep it in until this Thursday and then it's out. And then after that, it's all said and done. So um, I know one thing from here on out, though, water, water, water. And that's what he preached. Drink lots of water, and I just said, "Well, you know what? He is the living water, so I'm going to depend on him, of course." And then, uh, from the spiritual, you know, from the physical standpoint, just drink a lot of water because I absolutely do never want to go through uh, what I went through again. Um, it was awful. Cindy can tell you; she was, got sick of me laying around the house screaming, and you know, and then the kids are even starting to make fun of me because every time I go use the restroom, I just start screaming, and they're like, "Oh, Dad's in the bathroom again. We can hear him." So. But, um, anyways, uh, I just want to give God thanks and praise, because um, He's always faithful, no matter what, even when we're not, you know, he is faithful, so but uh, other than that, that's it, so thank you. Well, hallelujah.
0: Amen, Anybody else, I don't want to cut nobody off. Why don't y'all jump at once or anything? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, help me then. I think the Lord interrupted what I had planned on speaking, that we're trusting beyond knowing, was really helping you and I to follow God and trust him beyond the things that we know for sure. How many of you know that sometimes we struggle with or walk with God or we just get frustrated or we just get uh, sometimes even doubtful because we don't know how certain things might turn out? Have you ever been in a situation like that? Where we, we, We're a people that we like to deal in certainty. I like to know for sure, right? That's why it's not easy. Not everybody can just go buy buildings and sit down at closing and wonder, well, is the money going to be there? because we like to deal in certainty, right? Uh, now, I'm not advocating that we write rubber checks or anything like that. I'm just saying that we operate oftentimes, as I mentioned earlier, faith-based, entirely trusting upon God. And yet we, we struggle with that. Some some people really struggle with that. And so I was going to deal with, with that trusting beyond knowing in, in context of uh, the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. But We are going to wait on that. There's something else about, I believe, the text that God was speaking to me, and it's coming out of, I think, part of our current events. If anybody has been paying attention, things are getting crazy. I don't often do this. I don't often try to dive into what uh, is happening in the body of Christ or what's happening in our country or around the world, but I can't help but just tell you today that there is some parallels of the entry of Jesus and the shaking that is going on right now. I believe that. The Bible says that as Jesus entered into Jerusalem, there was a moving, that that the people were moved. I've done some teaching in the past. I I, I don't want to reach back to things that I've done in the past, but I've done some teaching in the past that when the Bible says they were moved, the people were moved as he entered the city, it, it means there was a shaking to and fro, And there is a shaking that is going on, I believe, around the world and specifically in our nation. A shaking, I think, in the body of Christ. Things are happening and we're not even paying attention to. Things are happening that that we're not being told. Things are happening that are trying to be covered up by us. I'm telling you, this is not a time to just trust your eyes. You need to be trusting what it is that you believe, what it is that you are sensing by the Spirit of God. Cindy, Cindy, will you turn that music on? so we can flow. We're going to just going to flow today. Are you still with me? So this isn't going to be normal triumphal entry service today. Let's just follow him. And I I'm just going to tell you whatever he starts telling me, I'm going to tell you what he started showing me this morning. All right. And so I think I'll read a little bit of the text just to help set it up because I think that's important. What, what I'm saying to you is that there are things that are happening in our nation. There are people that, that even our officials want you to believe and you need not believe them. I'm telling you, you need not believe them. This is a time where uh, you and I need to know what is happening by the spirit of God. All right. I believe that we are. We are in a time where it is going to be required of each of us to know what he is saying on a subject, to know where he is going on a subject. Uh, Let me let me set it up like this. While while everyone was paying attention and the media was obsessed with, oh I don't don't know, indicting uh, former President Trump, whatever you think of that, you keep your opinion, I'll keep mine. I'm just telling you, while all of us were obsessed with that, there were other things going on around the globe. Brandon probably knows. While we were all obsessed and our nation was busy looking at that and and chanting and and some were cheering and some were upset and all of those things, uh, some of our enemy countries around the world signed a peace treaty. Four big ones, which basically just killed our dollar. Right? Am I telling the truth? Killed our dollar, so the collapse of the U.S. dollar will come because our dollar was based in petroleum and now they've done away with all of that. And so while we were looking here, they were doing something over there. Uh, What does that mean? The total collapse of the banking industry as we know it? And America? It means uh, 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 a cashless currency. It means all the things that biblical things have prophesied are happening now, and they are trying to hide it from you. you. Say, oh, don't look here. Look over here. In other words, there's a shaking going on. Beyond that, there are countless other things that are happening around the world that I could get into and give you examples of. But there are many, many other things that are happening that, that I believe is part of the shaking that, it, that is even happening. I believe even the, some of the political stuff that's happening in our nation is part of this shaking that as God is getting ready to do something, any time uh, there, there is about to be a, a mighty move of God, a mighty move of the spirit, there is usually always a shaking going on, where things become uncertain and almost seems to be unstable in, in, in the natural. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so some things started happening a few weeks ago in the banking industry, and it started get, we started feeling shaking. But some of you might know that based on the things of the Spirit some weeks ago, we started really sensing God is really up to something. God's moving. God's speaking through the Word recently. I believe God's really been speaking to help you and to bring forth. And we heard some testimony of how God's been moving through the the word. And then some of you have shared testimony privately that you didn't share publicly today about what God's been speaking and doing in you. And, and yet we're still seeing the favor of God, the faithfulness of God. And it's because there is sort of a shaking or a separating that's taking place. I believe in the body of Christ. And so this is a time where you and I need to really be paying attention and we need to be tapped into the spirit of God, not tapped into ABC or CNN or Fox News or any of those things. Don't don't pay no mind to what they say because they're trying to get you to look over here. And anytime they're trying to get you to look over here, you need to be looking somewhere else. All right. That, that's what I'm telling you, because uh, it is it is an attempt to try to get the church to not be paying attention and to get you and I not to be paying attention to, while there are really important things going on around the world, some really important things that are going on in our nation. So I want you to look at this text. We're going to read the text because I'm going to use it to kind of share with you and validate what I'm telling you. Go ahead and look. Look at Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. We'll read a couple of verses. Hallelujah, and then I may jump over to Matthew, or or no, I'm sorry, we're going to be in Matthew 21, then we may jump over to John real quick. Matthew 21, and let's just start, uh, we'll start in verse 1. Are you with me? Now, when they drew near Jerusalem, came to Bethage, the Mount of Olives, and Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you. And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her, loose them and bring them to me. You might remember last year's message. We focused on that. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the fowl of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on him, and set him on them. And a very Great multitudes spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, watch this. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Just stop right there. This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Hallelujah. Maybe we'll jump over to John in a moment. Well, There's a couple of things I want to point out about this. In fact, you know what? Just jump over to John chapter uh, 12 anyway. If you still have your Bibles open. John chapter 12. And it says, On the next day... Uh, Verse 12 of chapter 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard, there it is again, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. I I wanted to jump over to John because it reads just a little bit different. And it's really important, I believe, for our understanding today. Went forth. So many things I kind of want to be able to to dive into this morning. But look what it says right there in, in John. It says, and when they... And when they heard, when the great multitude came to the feast, and when they heard that Jesus was coming to, they took branches and uh, palm trees and went forth to meet him. Went forth. There, I mentioned a few moments ago about, there's sort of a, there's a shaking that's going on. There's a underlying turbulence in the midst of uh, the world that we are living in, the nation that we are in right now, that, that. Even the Bible says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, all right? There is sort of a shaking if, if we would pay any attention, not just in the spirit realm, but just naturally right now. What is happening around the world, so many different things. If you listen to just world news, right, or you see your news headlines on Facebook or something, there's all kinds of stuff happening around the globe. We mentioned about the peace deal among four of our enemies, and we uh, understand things economically in our country, and we know there are radical things happening in in our nation even now. and, and, And just calamity really happening all over weird weather and all kinds of strange things we won't even get into that but all kinds of weird things that everything that can be shaken will be shaken there's almost really very few areas of our lives that we're living that is being untouched from some kind of chaos from some kind of trauma from some kind of upset amen and so there's there's just there's there's stuff going on all over now in this text the Bible says that as Jesus entered into Jerusalem for the beginning of what we know as Holy Week that that there's several things about it that 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 I find is really interesting and last year we focused on on how he sent the the, the uh, Two of the disciples to, to get the donkey and the colt and bring them to him and how it was a, a, in a manner of how God wants to set you and I free and how he wants to bring forth a release in our life. Uh, Mom mentioned that earlier, her testimony. And so that's really where we focused last last year. And then I was going to focus on the trusting beyond knowing today, but, but God wants us to deal right here. And so uh, for whatever reason, I'm just going to share what's on my heart. And so God wants us to deal right here. The Bible says that when they had heard that Jesus was coming into the the city, they went forth to meet him. Now, this is really important for you and I. It went forth, which simply, when we read that, it says they they took t- branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him. Went forth. It means to, to issue something, to 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 lay something, uh, to 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 lay something firmly out. And went forth to meet him. All right. In other words, when they when they heard that he was coming, when they understood that Jesus was coming, they they. They went expecting a result. All right, wh- wh- what I'm saying to you, and what the scripture is saying, when they heard that Jesus was coming in, not all of them knew what the outcome was going to be. The disciples knew what the outcome of the week was gonna wh- was going to be. The people that gathered and started laying palm branches down did not know. The outcome of that week. All right, they did not know that Jesus was running. Through. They they were they were giving praise and shouting Hosanna and King of Kings because they really believed necessarily that 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 this was their king that he had come to overthrow everyone that they had been oppressed by, and so they were expecting him as he rode through to just go take up throne and become king. They, they were not expecting him to then be arrested and go to the cross, all right? The disciples knew. Jesus had already told them, right, in advance of what this week was going to be, what it was going to be like. They were with him when he was sweating drops of blood. They were with him in the garden. Don't you remember when Jesus got frustrated with them because they couldn't even watch and pray one hour and they kept falling asleep, right? But they were with him and they, he had told them what to expect. But the people who were praising him and the people who were shouting Hosanna, did not know what to expect, right? They were just praising because they they believed that the answer to all of their prayers had come and they had an idea, an expectation that it was going to be a certain way. And as the week progressed, right, they, they, they come to find out, I don't want to get ahead of myself before next week's message, but they come to find out that, that things did not turn out as they had thought. And so after they see Jesus get arrested, after they see some of the events take a turn different than what they were, the very people who were shouting Hosanna were also some of the people gathered at the foot of the cross shouting crucify him because many of you and I know that not everyone who was with you will remain with you and not everyone who supported you will always support you that sometimes people have a way of turning on you. Yes. And so what we find, I started thinking about that this week of my, how people have turned. My, how the hearts of some of our nation have turned my, how we have different opinions maybe now than what we did and how we, we quickly change our opinions because things are happening differently than we had thought. Things are, 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 events are happening differently. The state of our world is happening differently. Sometimes we'll get a different opinion of someone. We'll vote for them one time and then we won't again because things didn't happen the way that, that we had intended. Sometimes we'll even change churches because things didn't happen the way that we thought that they would. Amen. Sometimes we'll change friends and we'll, we'll change who we're hanging around because the the series of events t- takes a different turn than what we had first thought. And so the Bible says that they went forth to 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 meet him. All right, they went forth to meet him. Now now now. This is an interesting period of time because they, they, they went forth to meet him because they were expecting him to move in, in one particular way. They were expecting him to, to rise up and become their king and become their, their ruler and all of those things and, 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 and be a certain way. But th- what, what is interesting is, is, is they, they were waiting on God to move, but when God started moving the way that, that he desired, the way he intended, uh, their opinions changed. You, this is why I said earlier that you and I need to be tapped into the things of the spirit right now, because God is going to move in ways that might be unpredictable for you and I, and in ways that we didn't first see. He might even use people that you wouldn't choose for him to use, but he might use them and, and try to still work through them. Are you still with me? because God often uh, operates in, in, in unprecedented ways and, and ways and uses people and things and circumstances. This is why I said you and I can't just look and, and, and go by what we are seeing, but oftentimes we have to sense by what it is we are not seeing, that it is often in the unseen things. That's why the Bible says that faith is the substance of things, hope for, right? The evidence of things not seen, right? Because you and I have to be continue to follow him based on what it is we cannot see, amen, in this hour, in this time, that, that God has prepared the church for the times that we are in. God has pre- already prepared the church through his word through for the times that are about to come, all right? That's why you and I can't fear. The fact that, that, that other countries entered a priest treaty or whatever, I'm not fearful of that. I, I just think how, how sometimes a moronic our, our leaders are, but yet the word of God has already prepared you and I for it. Don't let that offend you. I just think that I think most of our leaders are moronic. I think they're uh, incapable of, of leading, right? And so, uh, 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 but God allowed them to be there for this very reason to lead us into a time and to lead us into end times. So I'm not questioning God's motives or his moves, all right? I'm just saying on the journey that some people are incompetent while they serve. Hallelujah. And so, I say all that to say that you and I can't trust them, them more than we do his word. And so we have to expect that God is going to move in ways that maybe we, we weren't expecting that he might want to use people. And so we have to stay sensitive to the spirit of God. Now, now, because of the, as the disciples entered into Jerusalem and, and Jesus enters on ju- into Jerusalem and Jesus is riding on uh, uh, the donkey into the city, uh, which is uh, interesting all on its own. But as they're entering, it's interesting that there are two different uh, opinions that are really happening in the midst of the crowd. This is what God was speaking to me this morning. Uh, never in my life have uh, we have any of us ever seen a nation so divided. I heard somebody say the other day, Ukraine is more united than we are. And I thought, at first it was like, you better watch. But then I thought, you know, he's right. At least all of Ukraine is fighting together. We can't even do that. Never have we ever seen our nation more divided. And then I started thinking this morning about this journey into Jerusalem. While they weren't necessarily divided, there they, they were kind of two different expectations that were happening. The people were expecting Jesus to ascend and become the, the, their rightful king. Right. They were not expecting him to go to the cross. And so while they were exciting and giving praise and shouting Hosanna and all of those things, the disciples were, were, were somber. The disciples were not shouting Hosanna and being all excited be, as he made his entry. And, and yet the, the Bible says that they, they, they laid their coats down on, on the colt so that he could sit on them. And then they, all, some of them laid their coats on the ground. And then when, 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 when the people saw them laying their coats down, they started taking their palm branches that we handed you and laying down. There, there's something about that right there that God started showing me too about the level of giving that was taking place in this text that we never preach about on Palm Sunday. There is giving that is happening right there in the midst of this text. Watch this. The the first giving is, was number one, how God's giving His Son. There's giving there. But then there's the giving of of the owner giving up the coat. Giving up something valuable only by the words of the disciples that said the master has need of him the owner had no debate over who the master was he knew who the master really was and so he willingly gave up modes of transportation but that had never yet been sat upon right and so he willingly gives them up now so that's a pretty significant level of giving right there remember once god's giving his son but then the the owner of the colt is giving up uh, uh, up his donkey and his colt and 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 then, then there's even more giving. Then there's the giving of the disciples who gave up their coats, which might not seem like a big deal to you and I. Uh, Now, there's some of my coats that if the Lord asked me to give, I might get an attitude about. Like my black dress coat I wore today, it was a gift. It was a very expensive gift. And Lord, please don't ask me to give that to somebody, right? Now that I said that, he probably will, will require it, but Watch watch this. They, They put their coats down, but you need to understand something about their coats in this time. Their coats they wore were an investment. There was a lot of time and a lot of money that went in them. It's not like how you and I just go to Macy's or Gabe's or your hot sh- shopping spot you like to go to and you pick yourself up a $20 coat or whatever it might be and you throw it on. You don't maybe care what you, what what much it might look like, but they put a lot of time and effort. There was an investment. And so for them to, to, as Jesus is making His entry, to remove their coats which cost them a lot of time, which cost them a lot of money to be made and, 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 and all that and to lay it down to say, this coat is worth nothing in your presence. They gave. And then as the people notice this, the opinion, the, the people who had an opinion that, oh, he's coming to be our king, or he's coming to rescue us, he's coming to set us free from all the oppression we're under, that uh, almost as if we're in slavery all over again, uh, that, uh, that our king has come, almost because they see some people giving and they want to be a part of it. How many you know that some, not everyone is always on the same team, but they want to appear to be? And so the, the, the reason the people started picking up palm branches wasn't because necessarily they were giving, but they wanted to be a part of giving. Just like when you and I take an offering, not everybody's really giving, but we're, we're, we just want to be a part of it because, well, it's the thing to do. Mm. In other words, watch this. They, they, they start picking off palm trees, something that is, that, that's not a sacrifice to them. Notice the disciples gave something that was a sacrifice. The crowd did not give anything that they owned or that was a sacrifice but they wanted to be a part of it so they grabbed what was close by them something that they wouldn't they wouldn't be affected by giving and just laid it down three types of giving the man who gives his coat big level of giving the the people who gave their coats and then the people who gave their palms it didn't cost them anything but it allowed them to be a part of what was going on. That's what God started speaking to me about this morning is that there are a lot of us in the body of Christ that we're being, trying to be a part of something, but we're not giving enough that it's not costing you anything. You're like the people standing in the streets of Jerusalem that say, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. But then when things don't go how you planned, your opinion might change. Got quiet. Our opinion might change Instead of us being the people who we were, the people who just took something that that we didn't own, something that was just available and free to us, that didn't require a sacrifice of us, and we laid it down because other people were giving sacrificially to something that was bigger than them, but because we aren't really invested in it, because we 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 just liked what he had to say, and because we we were following what he was saying, we're just gonna we're just gonna give something, but but it really isn't counting against us. It's not hurting us. It's not a sacrifice to be able to give to see this thing through. They didn't even realize realize in fullness what they were doing, that even though they were giving something that didn't cost them anything, that what they were giving was symbolic of victory and success. That's what a palm branch represents, is victory and success. So even though it wasn't a sacrifice for them, they were laying it down, prophesying that, that Jesus is going to have victory and that Jesus is going to have success, because even God will use people who are against you for his greater good. Amen. And so they were laying down these things, even giving a prophetic Word that there will be victory and that there will be success, even though their giving really wasn't sacrificial, even though their giving didn't mount and, and, and mount up to the size giving that the man who owned the donkey and the colt did, even though their, their palm branches didn't add up to the investment that the that the coats were that were thrown down on the donkey and on the roadway that Jesus could walk over during his triumphal entry. None of those things, none of those things really added up to the to the value of it, but they gave it anyway. They gave it anyway. And so the Bible says that. W- notice what it said there in John. When when they when they when they had heard that Jesus was coming, they all went into the city, laid down their palm palm branches, and then the city and all the city was moved. All the city was moved. That word "moved" means to shake to and from. I mentioned that earlier in the little interlude to what I wanted to share with you. To shake to and fro. I'm telling you that what I, what I was sensing this morning, the reason I shelved that other message for you is, is because I believe that as, if those who have the ability to sense what is happening in the Spirit, there is a moving that is taking place. That everything that, is, that can be shaken is being shaken. The things that you and I put our trust in and our faith in is being shaken. I'm trying to tell you this to prepare you for things that are about to come that have not come yet, but that the word tells us will come. Hallelujah. If you thought inflation was bad now, wait till our dollar fully collapses. Hallelujah. See y'all got quiet. Are are you hearing what I'm saying that that there is a shaking going on? It says when Jesus entered into the city the people were moved. It means there was a shaking to and from. It means the very foundations of everything that they had built upon, their belief system was even being shaken. Notice that, that remember, they were thinking he was coming in to... to to be their king. They did not see the cross. The disciples saw the cross, but they did not see the cross. That's why I'm telling you everything that you and I are often believing in and trusting in and even those of our leadership wants us to put our faith and trust in and they trust us with your money, right? We pay our taxes because they say trust us and and all the things that we hear in the news. You and I need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying because there's a shaking that is going on that is underneath of the service. It says all the city was moved. A shaking to and from. In other words, there, there was something that was happening. There was something that was happening in the earthly realm, but there was something more happening in the spiritual realm. In that moment in Jerusalem, God was setting things in order while you and I are sitting here and and uh, the, the enemies of the United States are signing their peace treaties and gathering together and, and they're no longer trading in Petro, but they're going to pay what trade in the yen, I think it is. And, and so which, which lowered our dollar, while they're doing all that, you and I need to understand that God is doing something in the spirit that there's an alignment that is happening in the Spirit. That's why you have often sensed this increase of His presence at times and a worship, that we're seeing God just be faithful in ways that we hadn't, that we're, we're seeing His provision in places. Somebody testified this week a couple of times about the favor of God. Uh, it's Lois, I think it was you about the favor of God and weird and just, just almost insignificant ways. Y'all, do you ever just take the time to recognize how God shows up and the favor of God starts pouring out in what we would think would be insignificant ways? The, the Bible says that even his eye is upon the sparrow, right? Remember that song? His eye is on the sparrow, therefore I know he's watching me. That, that when you are able to walk in favor and you didn't even have to pray for it, but stuff just good starts happening to you, you know there's something happening in the spirit. When, when, when the very people that will yell at me and cuss me start sending us checks, came, got the mail the other day and I saw a, a, a thing, Lois, you hadn't got it yet because it's over in the office, and, and I got a check and I saw the the return, drive. I just thought, no. What's this? I mean, not, not just weeks ago, screamed at me, cussed me, got in my face, things got a little physical, all of those things, but then they send a check. So either that's the guilt, shame, I don't know, or it's just the favor of God. Remember that even the Bible says that he will cause your enemies to bless you. At first, I'll tell you, I had an attitude. I am going to send this back. Right? At first, I'm just going to be honest. I was just like, I don't even want your money. Keep your money. And then the Lord said, remember I said in my word that I will, I will cause you and set up a table in the presence of your enemies. Remember when I said in, in my word that I will cause your enemies to bless you? I just thought, oh, we'll cash the check. The amount wasn't important. It was $500 or something like that, I, you know, whatever. The amount's so important. Listen, it was the fact that it was, I had to make sure I had the right attitude because there was something happening. I believe it was a, I believe it was a test. Because God said either you can let your attitude and your pride get in the way and say because of what they did to you, you ain't gonna cash the check or you can remember what my word said that I will I will cause you to have a table in the presence of your enemies that I will cause them to bless you and you'll just receive it and accept it for what it is so that I can bless you even more. And I thought, well, Lord, I don't wanna hold up any other blessings. So yeah, we're, we're gonna take what you sent even know, d- despite where it is coming from. What, what am I saying? That there's a shaking going on. There's a moving everywhere. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That which remains will be of God. And so every aspect of our lives are being, our families are being shaken. Our friendships are being shaken. Our nation is being shaken. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The very foundations of our country around the globe, things are shaking and moving, but it is only being shaking because of a greater plan of God. In order for God to, to for the, the end time prophecies all to come through, all of these things have to be shaking and moving. I, I've often said that, that, that things move in a cycle in a season, and when God gets ready to start doing something, things often start spinning. And the reason is, is I don't have time to get into it. But the reason is, is even when God created the earth in the Book of Genesis, and on the day of Pentecost, there there was a spinning of events. All kinds of chaos was erupting right before the day of Pentecost. I mean all kinds of chaos, it, worldly governments or uh, countries rising against countries, the the, the, the followers of, of Jesus were, were being chased and attacked and trying to be murdered and, and things were happening all around the globe. But even, even in Old Testament times, every time God got ready to do something extraordinary, there was times of chaos, but God will always take chaos and bring it into cosmos or bring it into order. In other words, when you and I start seeing things spinning out of control, when it looks like the White House is losing their mind, it's God bringing things into order. When it looks like our, the Senate and the House are losing, and I think they're all losing their mind, you and I need to sit back and just be Hosanna. Hosanna, Lord, I give you praise for what is coming. I give you, I'm telling you, let, 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 don't be distracted by what people say about them or what builds their past. And don't get distracted by that. You have to put a, a prophetic praise on it because it is bigger than them. Uh, listen, listen, I, I don't agree with everybody who's in political power right now in a lot of places, but I do believe in God's plan. And I do believe that God will cause evil to work for him. And so I, I just have to trust that and believe whatever moron is in power, Lord, I give you praise. God, whatever person is passing bills that I don't agree with, I'll give you praise because there's a spinning going on. And in order for God's ultimate plan to come about, these things have to take place. Now, I'm, I'm saying all of that to, to help bring this to you. Watch this. It, it says, when, when, they, when they had heard him coming into Jerusalem, all the city was moved to shake to and from, to shake to and from. When things start shaking, watch what happens. A shift begins to happen. The reason that this day, the beginning of Holy Week is so important, is this is the moment where, where we often focus on the donkey or we often focus on the grief that Jesus must have been feeling or the grief of the disciples knowing that Jesus is marching towards his death, right? But we don't focus on this, the fact that this is a moment. This is what the Lord was saying this, while I was literally in the shower this morning. And, and, and he said, this is the moment where, 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 where not just where, they, where there was a shaking going on, but he said, Adam, this is the moment there was a shift. This is the moment where the people's opinion started to shift. This is the moment where where there is a shift that will take place. This is why you and I have to pay attention right now. now. Here's what the Lord said to me. A shift, he said, means to go from one posture to another, from one position to another. This is how he says it. When, when you and I, when there's a shift in our life, there's a rift. In other words, it, it, it's where things fall off and divide. That's, that's why things fall off and start getting divided. In other words, anytime God, God begins to move, there's a shaking. Anytime there's a, there's a shaking, there's a shift. God is saying he's trying to bring a shift into the body of Christ for this hour, that, this season that we are in. There was a shift that took place in that moment on his journey into Jerusalem. This is why I said earlier, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying that there's a shift that's trying to take place. That's why God has been trying to deal with some of the things he's been dealing with in your life to get you ready for what is coming, to get you ready for what he is speaking, to get you ready for what it is he is attempting to try to do so that you and I can follow after his voice and no other voice but his. That The Bible says that my sheep will know my voice. You and I need to know his voice above anything else and above every other voice in the moment and the times that we are in. Hallelujah! We need to know His voice above everything else. That's so. As you and I see things shaking, as the news cycles get more and more aggressive, as we see people and uh, things happening that getting our attention about the former president or the current president, as we things happen around the globe, you and I need to be real careful that you don't get sucked into that, but that you be able to see this moment for what it is. As Jesus was making his entry in, other people were getting upset and irritated and, and planning to kill him. All right, there was chaos erupting even beyond what they could see in the streets of Jerusalem. Political powers were looking to end somebody. My God, this almost sounds like today. There were people that were working to try to take somebody out, to to, to conjure up a, 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 a guilt upon someone just because they didn't like what they were about. Or somebody started to hear what I'm saying. I'm telling you, God is trying to do something spiritual in our nation. We started seeing it a few weeks ago with with revivals breaking out in campuses and, and erupting in places that we wouldn't thought, on college campuses and in high schools, and we're still seeing those pockets of things happening. It's because God is trying to create a shaking so that there can be a shift. In other words, God's trying to move you and I from where you are and to bring us right into the center of the things and the places where He is right now, where He's wanting to move where he's wanting to take you and I. So I'm saying that So, as these people were walking, as he, he was walking into the streets of Jerusalem, they started saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Giving him a praise that had never been recorded before. Giving him a praise for what is about to do. Remember, they didn't expect him to go to the cross, but they also didn't realize they were giving him a praise in advance for what he will do. My point is simply this, is that you and I need to be able to give God praise for what he is about to do. Meaning you may not understand all the things that we are seeing in the natural, you don't need to. But you and I have got to go back to a place where if you and I would have faith the size of a mustard seed. We preached that last week in the midst of, of that message uprooted. And yet that scripture was not just dealing with the, with the, with the that you and I could say to a mountain, move from here to there. That scripture said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to that tree that it would be uprooted from here and thrown into the sea. You and I have to be a people right now that we would operate with such a faith that we would just be able to say Hosanna when we need to. God, I don't know how this is going to work out, but it's Lord, instead of me praising you for what you have done, God, I'm going to praise you for what you will do, that I trust that you are going to show up in this situation or my problem or my family or my finances. So God, I'll put a prophetic praise on it. I'll praise you in advance. That's what these people were doing. And they they didn't even know that they were about to... Their opinion was about to change and they were really going to be part of the crowd shouting crucify him because he didn't do what they thought he should do. How many have ever had people who got mad at you when you didn't do something they thought you should do? Right? So we all should be able to identify with how that may have felt like on the end of Jesus when the very people who were praising him and honoring him as he walked in and throwing down palm branches now changed their opinion by the end of the week. Hallelujah. You and I have got to be able to face what we're facing right now and face what we're facing as a nation. I found myself as God started speaking into my my ear this morning, I found myself just grieved for our nation right now. Grief for our, our families right now. Grief for people that, that that what is happening around the globe and that while, while while all of our attention is being sucked up by other things and while uh, our, our government and our nation and people around the world want us looking at every other thing, I found myself grieved at how many people are going to miss what God is really trying to do. In other words, this is supposed to be one of the greatest spiritual moments and spiritual awakenings in our time. That's what this should be, a time where you, you and I are getting more and more on fire for Him, Where you, a time where you and I are understanding Him more and more, a time where you and I can defy what we're seeing with our eyes, but believe something different by faith in the same manner that we pray for healing where I can be diagnosed with one thing, but I pray and, and, and believe by faith for healing in the name of Jesus, right? That The same manner that we pray for God to, to bless and cause somebody to be prosperous or someone to be delivered from something is the same kind of faith that it's going to require of you and I right now, that we're going to be able to trust Him even when we don't see everything and when we don't understand everything. That's where I was going to tie in that message, trusting beyond knowing, that we are entering a season where, where you are gonna have to trust God even when you don't see a way out. You and I are gonna have to trust God in well beyond what the bank says, well beyond if every bank in America collapses, you and I are gonna have to trust God and say, Hosanna anyway. And believe Him, don't give up on Him. Listen to me, we are entering a very serious time. You don't hear me talk like this very often, ever. I'm more of preaching where you are and trying to help get you from where you are into the things of God. And so for me to even take the time to say this and halt that message that I put a lot of time into, I always put a lot of time in my messages to share this with you. That's what I'm telling you. It's, it's a very loud voice in my ear. Tell my people to get ready. Tell my people the shaking has begun. I want you to see it as though, as we, as we honor and celebrate Holy Week, that this is literally the first day of the beginning of the shaking. The first day of the beginning, I, I, I believe we're going to see even more and more things shaking this week. I'm going to go as so far as to say some of the things that are happening politically in our country, whether you agree or disagree with me, set that aside. I'm telling you what we are going to see happen this week. It's paralleling in the spirit. It's paralleling in the spirit. Some of you are like, what is he talking about? I'm trying to refrain and keep myself out of political trouble. I'm telling you, there are things that are happening that's causing a shaking. You and I need to be careful. Don't follow man. Don't follow the greater opinion. Follow what God is saying. Stay sensitive to the things of the Spirit. All right? And so while everyone tries to get you to look at one other place or just follow Donald Trump this week or follow what the White House is saying, listen to him. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. Don't get caught up on that because there's a shaking happening. And God is trying to get you and I ready and making sure the church is ready for what is coming for the coming of Jesus Christ. You've been saying, hearing us saying it for years and years. All of us grew up here. He's coming soon, he's coming soon, he's coming soon. But now everything is shaking. Now, now in time prophecy, everything is happening. Trees and plants are blooming in the deserts. All around the world, deserts where they've never seen a flower bloom are blooming. The Bible says that'll happen. Nation will rise against nation. Nations are joining forces, that's why I told you for four of our enemies who hate one another with a passion, China, Russia, Iran, and Saudi Arabia, to sign a peace treaty, to join forces because they hate us that bad, there's a shaking happening. That's why I'm telling you today, I, I, I'm setting all this aside on Palm Sunday. I know it ain't the most popular time to do a message like this. But I'm telling you, I'm setting all of that aside. So you must know God is trying to speak loudly to tell you and I, He wants you to listen to His voice. Be aware of what's happening, right? But hear it with what the Spirit of God is saying. If you have to turn off Fox or CNN or ABC or whatever it is you listen, turn it off and listen to what the Spirit is saying. There's a shaking that's coming forth, and you need to make sure that you are on the right side of it. And in order to make sure you are on the right side of it, what does that mean? Don't just lay down your palm branches. Don't just give what doesn't cost you something. God is calling you and I to give something that's going to cost you something. In these times that we are in, like the, the disciples laid down their coats and others laid down their coats, they laid down an investment. They gave something that they, they felt. If, if God speaks to me and tells me to get rid of that, 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 that Kenneth Cole reaction coat of mine back there, that my sister bought me, I guess I'll give it, right? He spoke to me some weeks ago when there were guys who were down from another way and we had an enormous closet and we were out of men's shoes. And I just thought, Lord, I like my shoes. People who pay attention see me in a different pair of shoes all the time. So go get your shoes. Lord, don't you take my Nikes. Don't you take my Hey Dudes, God. No, not those brown loafers. God, those were Macy's specials expensive. Give your shoes. He had me give it because he said, I need it to cost you something. And he had me give it. Because he said, Adam, if you'll give it, then I'll bless you with something more. And so after I gave it, then God blessed me. He blessed me so that he Replenish what I gave, and then bless me some more, to where I still have some stuff on reserve that I haven't tapped into yet, Lois, to be able to replace the shoes that I gave away. That I haven't even went shopping yet because I haven't needed to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm saying that we are in a time that everything that can be shaken is being shaken. That you and I need to listen to His voice, but you need to be be paying attention and ask yourself, what is it that I'm giving? Who am I? as he enters Jerusalem? Who am I as he begins to shake this earth and everything that can be shaken? Am I the one given the colt? Am I giving him something that he can absolutely use? Am I giving him something that when he asked for? Remember he sent the disciples and said, go get this. Am I giving something that'll cost me something like the disciples in their coat? Or am I giving him something that I won't even know that I gave? In other words, you and I need to be a part, connected and giving to what God is doing in this hour. You say, what are you talking about? Am I, Are you talking about money? I'm talking about you giving whatever it is that you have. I'm talking about you giving your I'm talking about you giving your sacrifice. I'm talking about you giving attention to the things of the kingdom. And I'm talking about if we take an offering, give something that that it matters to you. Give something that God says, yeah, I see what you're doing. I see you didn't, didn't grab something that didn't mean something to you, but I'm seeing that you gave something to where you feel it. The people who gave their coats went home and noticed that they gave up something that was an investment. What have you given to God recently that cost you something? think about it what have you given to god that cost you something what have you given to god that you still think back now god i gave it to you i know you can use it if it's one thing for you and i to get saved healed delivered give our lives over to him let him give him all of you give him every aspect of your life meaning Don't just serve him in the areas that it's easy for you to give him. Serve in the areas where you are struggling. That's what I'm telling you. You and I have to surrender. Remember, we used to sing that song, I surrender all to you. Means God, I'm going to surrender every area of thinking, every area where I'm struggling, every area where I'm not so sure of how You're trying to work this. God, I'm going to I'm going to surrender this to You to where You can use every part of my life. See, when you and I say, "Lord, uh, forgive me my sin," we pray the sinner's prayer. I believe that You are the Son. Uh, 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 I believe that You are a Son of God. I believe You died rose again from my sins. And we pray prayers like that, and we give our life over to Him. That is You saying that He is Lord and Savior of every area of Your life. Then that means you and I have to give Him every. We'll, we'll give Him Sunday morning, but you've got to. serve him Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. You've got to give him every part of every day of your life. And and, and a part of that, realize that's the the, the hour that we are in where you and I have to begin to take it so serious, we realize everything is being shaken. Everything that you and I thought we knew, everything we thought we understood, some of our theology is, is even being shaken. Some of the things I used to believe, I don't believe anymore. I see it differently. I see the Word of God more intently. There are things that I hear people say and people try to Preaching me their theology, I'm like, no, that is so wrong. You were deceived. You were deceived. You were deceived. God, God, God did not die for you to have to be that certain way or dress a certain kind of way. No, He didn't give up His life for you to try to make your holiness about something on the outside that's garbage, that's nonsense. Hallelujah! He died for your life. He died because there's a holiness on the inside. That's why last week we were dealing with the anger and the hurt and the unforgiveness that we often carry in our lives. Because God's saying, I'm trying to make you holy from the inside out. You wearing a Dress isn't going to make you holy. You not cutting your hair isn't going to make you holy. Somebody, your holiness comes from the inside out. So I'm saying all of that to say there is a shaking going on, and you and I need to make sure that we are a part of this, that we're not missing it, that we are not deceived, because the Bible warns that in the end times, that we, if we're not careful, we will be deceived. We'll pay attention to other things that sound good to us. You need to hear what the Lord is saying even right now. There's a shaking going on. So that's why whenever I was getting ready this morning, I heard the Lord saying, there's a shaking that has begun. Tell the people to pay attention. Tell the people to hear what I'm saying, not what what they're hearing, but to really hear through it. So I'm telling you, when you watch the news, even say, Lord, tell me what your spirit's saying through this. Lord show me through your word what is really happening hallelujah I'm I, I'm believing that with all my heart this is a time where you and I need to just hear what he says not just what I don't go just based on what I'm telling you hear what the spirit of God is saying because he's speaking he's speaking to us he, and he wants you and I to be about something to say to other people that are around us and the only way we're going to be able to do that is to hear what he is saying So I want you to hear what I'm saying. There is a shaking that's going on. The reason things look so chaotic before you sit back and point fingers and post stuff about these politicians, there's a shaking. It's part of the plan. Don't get caught up in it. It's part of the plan. Let it happen. Just give God praise that that, that he's going to bring the chaos and bring cosmos and bring order to it and that you and I get to be a part of it. Hallelujah. A shaking is going on. A shaking is going on. That everything that can be shaken will be shaken don't ignore the word of god that's why chaos has erupted all over our country that's why some of us are even agitated and irritated right that's why we see the things that are happening around our country and all these things because everything every facet every part of your life there's not an area of our life that isn't being that is untouched by something that is happening in this world and so you and i've got to hear his voice and his voice alone are you hearing what i'm saying I, I don't know why i'm sharing all this stuff with you uh, but it's only because he's telling me to share it with you and so i wanna i i i, I needed to be i needed to be obedient to be able to share it with you so that you and i can be alert i don't know what this week has, has holds entirely but i sense in my spirit ever since he started speaking to me this week that you and i need to be attuned to him we need to be attuned to him when, when I saw those little eight, nine year old kids get shot to death this week, my heart was grieved. My heart was grieved and to see how our nation politicized that nonsense, to see how our nation started chanting things and praising a, a certain groups of people and not paying attention to the lives lost, it, I wanted to jump through the TV and shake and, and, and hurt people. I'm telling you everything that can be shaken will be. God is allowing the shaking. And in that moment i wanted to get angry and i wanted to do something radical but god's saying this morning no listen to what i'm saying everything that can be shaken will be shaken listen to him lean into him i believe that's why we're entering times of prayer on wednesday because he wants us to listen to him more than anything else do you have something you want to say in the midst of all this because i there's some stuff that I know that uh, just as I was saying this that I know that that Brandon has seen and we've talked about things spiritually and all of those things but but uh, I, I I I I'm not going to say more than what God told me to say because that would be nonsense I only preach to you what God tells me to do that's why I shelved that message so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ahead for next year hallelujah but, but listen to me, I'm only telling you this because I believe in my heart that we have to be ready as a church. I believe in my heart we have to be ready as a church, we have to be ready as a community. I believe in my heart the Dream Center and every facet of our vision is, is to help our community. Yes, I do. But I also believe that our hearts have to be right. Our, 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 we have to be sure we're listening to the, the same thing. I love the news. I love politics. If I retired from ministry today, I would become a politician. Absolutely. I love it so much. But I have to be careful that I don't get so caught up in that that I don't hear His voice. And the same thing with you. And that we don't get distracted by all the fireworks and the wild moments on media and the news. And there's a lot of it. And that we hear His voice. And we follow what He's telling us to do. So I ask if Brandon had something to share just because God shows him stuff and things to the Word. And, and so I'm going to let him share. And then I'm going to let him close if there's something he wants to say. And we're just going to close right there.
1: amen to everything you said and yeah um you know right now it literally is the great awakening versus the great reset and that's literally what it is and you know pastor adam mentioned about the banks and if you go look back at like svb there was four or five banks that failed if you i listen to a lot of alt media meaning no mainstream. I don't believe one thing that the mainstream media says, and I don't care whether that's Fox or CNN or whatever, because if you go actually look at who owns all them, the same people that own the liberal media own the conservative media. And it's all, in my opinion, you know, you have your own opinion, but in my opinion, it's all propaganda. Get you to look over here while we're doing this over here. And so, and I mean, I've i been listening to a lot of independent media. I'm not going to mention the ones that I listen to, but if you do your own research and and uh, and look, you'll probably find a few of those ones out there. And ever since this whole COVID thing started with the lockdowns, with everything, pretty much everything that these independent media guys have been saying, they've been spot on about what's going to happen. And sure enough, here we are now at the verge of collapse. And, you know, you'd mention obviously the, the nations, you know, like the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Yeah, you know, the United States gained their power because of the petrodollar, you know, meaning that whenever another country goes and buys oil, they have to exchange that. They have to buy U.S. dollars to do that exchange rate. And there is, well, it's in process now to stop that. And when that does happen, you know, the, the U.S. dollar is probably going to, I mean, I can't predict the future, but it's not going to be good. Let's just put it that way. But anyways, um, it is a time, I, I do believe that, or you got to be, really 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 diligent and have your eyes open because um like you said it's a very 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 deceptive time right now and if you're not grounded and rooted in the word of god i mean it's very easy to get deceived so i would just say that you know no matter what happens our hope is not in man or a dollar or a country our hope is in god so you know when all these things happen you know i mean god even says you know that he sits in the heavens and laughs right so the enemy can do whatever he wants to do to us, to, to everything, but we know the end. We know what the end result is, and that's that we win. So, um, But Cynthia, whenever you were talking earlier about the tree and the branches falling off, it was kind of going through my head with like the storm and how the Bible says separating the wheats from the terror. And how that, you know, right now there is a shaking going on and people are being shaken. and. If you look around the world, you're not going to see it on the mainstream, but there is people everywhere, including in in other countries in the Middle East, where people are literally giving their lives to God right now. Um, And there's some other areas of the world where there's some really bad things going on. Um, I'm not going to mention anything else, there. I'm not going to get too deep into the countries, but I would just say go look at some countries like Brazil and some of the celebrations that they did. And I don't know if anyone's seen it there, but it was absolutely disgusting what they did during Carnival. parading floats of Satan. Jesus tied to a chain with Satan beating him through the streets. And then and then look what happened a couple weeks later to that same street. I'll just say that. But anyways though, our hope's not in God. I mean, our hope's not in man. Our hope's not in anything else. Our hope's in God. And as long as we stay diligent with him, he promises that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And um, like you said too, Adam, you know, lately, the last couple of years, you know, my theology has changed too. And I mean, really, what God wants you to do is just believe in Him and trust in Him and He'll take care of the rest. Amen. Amen. Everybody bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for the service today, Lord. And we thank you for every single person here, Lord, and for the message that that you gave to Pastor Adam, Lord. And as we leave here today, Lord, we just I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit goes with each and every single person, Lord. Um, no matter what need, Lord, no matter what we're facing in life, Lord, we know. That you are, you are our everything, Lord. The greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And we put our trust, we put our faith in you and not in any person, Lord, no matter who that is. It doesn't matter whether you're right or left. It doesn't matter. We put our faith in you, Lord. Because we know that you are our ultimate salvation, not some man. And, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that uh, you keep us safe, Lord, and we celebrate this Palm Sunday. And that next Sunday on Resurrection Sunday, Lord, we come ready to worship you, Lord, ready to receive and ready, Lord, to expect um, just big things from you. But we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In the name of our Lord, our Savior, our King, our friend, our everything, Jesus Christ, we say. Amen.